0: Okay, everybody, I have something really cool to tell you about. If you haven't heard yet about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain here. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will uh, distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership it's everything you need to make a podcast in one single place now the way that you can do this is you got to download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm and then you can get started it's really fun we just switched over recently here at all too real too and i'm enjoying it so far so be sure to check it out and uh let us know what you think Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real Two. My name is Michael E. Collin II, second, and with me via the interwebs or something is
1: Matthew Um Host. Uh, Did you
0: forget your last name?
1: I was gonna change it again, but I forgot what to change it to, so Oh okay.
0: That's not good. Just going to keep it. Just keep it as Matthew Haas. For now. Okay. If you decide to change it anytime during the podcast, let me know. I I probably will, so. Okay. (coughs) So, today on our show, we're revisiting one of our favorite movies from the 90s the 1998 teen comedy Can't Hardly Wait which is a film that was directed by Deborah Kaplan and Henry Eliphant, who also both wrote the script. Um, and it stars a big ensemble cast that includes Ethan Embry, Charlie Cosmo um, <clears throat> Lauren Ambrose, Peter Faccinelli, Seth Green, Jennifer Love Hewitt, among a bazillion other people. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> We, we've just decided that we're going to venture down the road of <clears throat> some movies that are so- somewhat overlooked but also good you know they're not like the the most remembered from this time but this one's pretty well remembered though i mean it's a uh, got a pretty big uh
1: cult following yeah this one is um kind of well it was it was kind of famous during its time as well when it came out mm-hmm
0: <clears throat> I
1: mean, it did make uh,
0: twenty-five million dollars at the box office, which <clears throat> well, there you, know, you go. yeah, for a teen comedy at that time, is isn't bad.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, ninety-eight. This is this was before. Not another teen movie came out, and all that kind of stuff. So,
0: yeah, well, not another teen <clears throat> movie was making fun of this one at certain points too. So, pretty uh, much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And this was kind of around the American Pie time and stuff like that, too, I think.
1: Maybe right before it. <laughs> trying
0: to yeah, remember. I think it was before.
1: Because yeah. American Pie came out in 1999, I think. And yeah, this came out the summer before, maybe like a year before, which is interesting. You can sort of tell because, I don't know, it's got that 90s feeling again, kind of like with Bondwater. But Bondwater was more of like a kind an like art film type of kind of, mm-hmm. but this is more uh, mainstream. Yeah, but uh, it really does have that like mid to late '90s, kind of like I like to call it, basically like nostalgia before they're even having being nostalgic about something. it's kind of got like this. Um, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> like, um, yeah, it's like
0: a, it's almost like a throwback to, in certain ways, like a, the John Hughes type films and stuff of that nature, but set in the 90s you know
1: yeah like um, and I, I just want to say really quick because um before I forget but um <clears throat> you know like I'll I watch like movies from like the 70s or whatever and I'll and like the whole that whole thing will kind of feel like nostalgia to me like but like before my time because everything came before my time so like you know I'm hearing like m- you know music from like Jimi Hendrix or whatever you know and I'm like oh man like you know everything's set in the 70s or whatever and then i watched Can't, you know this movie and i'm like thinking like oh that song that they're playing came out the year that this movie itself came out as and i'm sitting there thinking like it's a totally different feeling for me because like i like i saw the movie and heard those songs at the same exact time in my life yeah and it had a totally different feeling than like watching like a movie from the early seventies that has like Jimi Hendrix in there because both of those things are kind of retro to me at the same time. But at that time though, that Jimi Hendrix song was only like two years old before it got in that movie or whatever. Yeah. I mean that's it, it it's
0: it's it's like the it's funny like with this though, like the the soundtrack is basically like if I were to make a period piece right now for that time and create a soundtrack for the move for, for that movie that I'm making about that time. I would probably just use this soundtrack.
1: Right. <laughs> well, exactly. It's, yeah. It is. I mean, like Smash Mouth. They played two of their songs. Yeah, I mean, you got yeah. like Smash
0: Mouth, Eve Six. Uh, there was like, uh, I don't know. There was a bunch of different, you know, '90s. Bands in there from that time period. Blink 182, different things like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Blink 182. Yeah. Eve 6. That was the beginning song in the intro. Yeah. The Eve 6 song. And um, yeah. of course, Barry Manilow, but that was the retro part for that movie. Yeah. Because uh, that was, you know, Mandy. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I just, I just want to throw that out. Oh, also, too, before I forget, <laughs> because I'm, I must be doing like these weird, like, inception-like things to myself without knowing about it, because like, I was watching, you know, DC star girl. And then that gave that gave me the idea to watch bomb probably because they both have Luke Wilson, but also watching bomb may have gotten me, gave me the idea to pick this one because at the very end of the movie, both movies have a UFO floating above two people at the very end. I don't know if that was a nineties thing too or what, but yeah. And so that was interesting. Don't worry. It's not a plot spoiler. It's got nothing to do with the movie, but
0: plus, uh, Peter Facinelli was on Supergirl so there you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what he was? Yeah, like the uh, first
0: season or something.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, um the the like the really wealthy dude, right? Yeah, the... he was like
0: Lord or something was his last name, I think. I'm trying to remember.
1: Yeah, plus uh he was also in um The Big Kahuna, it's a really good movie. Oh, yeah, that's an awesome movie.
0: Regardless <laughs> it been... Regardless of the really... regardless of the fact that uh Kevin Spacey's
1: in it. Well, yeah, he's a piece of shit, but whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, Kevin Spacey oh. is a piece of shit, yes. Yep.
1: <clears throat> but that was a good movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. Danny DeVito's in it. Uh, The other guy is. <laughs> Peter, <laughs> I think it was... Peter Facinelli. <laughs> there you go. Yes, uh, him, him. The guy we just he's mentioned. A bunch of stuff, yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> Yes. he's a, he's in a, a, a lot of good stuff. He's a good a, great actor. Um, yeah.
0: He, I mean, he's probably best known for the for playing Carlisle
1: Cullen in the uh, Twilight movies. Really, I never seen those movies, so I didn't, I didn't know that.
0: I've only seen one of them. Oh. And that's all I'll see. Um. Anyways, <laughs> um. <laughs> for the movie that stole my family name. Anyways, yeah, um. <laughs> pretty much. Yes. Yep.
1: Damn them. God you know what? I wouldn't doubt it though because the the author of those um uh I think it was the author of those books, um pretty much stole like a bunch of like fan like fiction stuff. Like they were a part of like I think she was part of some like group where they'd like write like fan theories about stuff or whatever.
0: Well, I, I don't know. No, I've actually heard that uh Fifty Shades of Grey started out as a uh, Twilight oh,
1: okay, Twilight. Okay, fan never fiction. mind, yeah, never mind. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's, a totally different thing. Yeah, I've heard about that. That that that, like that story was like a weird like fan fiction of like, and then just kind of whatever. Scratch scratch it. That was totally stupid. But uh,
0: (laughs) but either way, she stole my family
1: name. Anyways, um, yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Yes.
0: So um, this this movie um, it it's it's pretty cool because i mean it deals with uh it's a uh, I i mean it takes place at a graduation party a lot like a lot of like you know 80s movies and stuff and then um it's basically dealing with a lot of stereotypes though but still
1: <laughs> yeah it, it is very dated i had noticed that about like you it wasn't like lampshading either it wasn't like winking at it like it was like they weren't really conscious of like, yeah. the fact that like the whole like basically like the whole like Jennifer Love Hewitt character is like pretty much like she pretty much like exists like to be someone's love interest like, like their whole she has no whole, personality like, whatsoever in the movie yeah, yeah. she doesn't know like that's no offense to Jennifer Love Hewitt but it's just like her character is very like uh, just like a blank slate it's, like even mm-hmm. how she looked like she's not smiling or frowning; it's just like a blank. Like, you know,
0: I mean, at least we have Lauren Ambrose's character to actually have a female character who had a personality. The, yeah, um, you know the the um, what was her character's name? The uh, um, Denise.
1: The yeah, yeah, De- Denise. Yeah, she she's like kind of like the like <clears throat> I don't know what you call. Her. It's like the the person who's not really a part of any kind of tribe in high school at all. She's just, like, her own person. Like, and she kind of, like, she kind of has, like, elements of, like, a bunch of different various, like, alternative, like, cliques. But she's not part of any of them herself. Like, she's just her own, you know, her own person.
0: Yeah. Like, most people really are.
1: Yeah, exactly. I
0: mean, yeah, no, it's true. I mean, I know, mean that's what I'm are... saying because I mean, there are cliques in high school. Don't get me wrong. Um, I belong to a couple myself, but the thing is, it was just kind of, well, mainly one. But um, I was a, I was a theater nerd. But um, the uh, the whole thing, it's like basically, you know within those groups people have their own personalities it's not like everybody that's a theater nerd is exactly the same or everybody that's a goth is exactly the same or everybody that's a you know jock is exactly the same you know it's just kind of people have personalities
1: (laughs) right yeah exactly
0: but jennifer love hewitt's character didn't um anyways (laughs) no she didn't she just she's like the, the least developed character in the whole movie
1: it's all about her. Yeah. I mean, kind of in a way. I mean, it's really about Preston, but it's, it's it revolves yeah. around his, again, kind of creepy obsession because, mm-hmm. I mean, like, think about it. You know, you've been obsessed with this one girl. Like, if this movie was made right now. Like, this could have been, like, some really, like, scary, like, incel story. Like, oh, yeah. It could have gone a whole different way. <laughs> like, you know, like,
0: well, well, it's, it's like a, um, it's like I was listening to, um, I think it was, oh, who was it? I can't remember. But there was a stand-up who was talking about it. He was talking about how you hear all these, like, stories about how your uh, grandparents met. And it's like, well, I, I waited outside that bus stop for your grandma for 100 days and asked her to marry me every day. <laughs> yeah. That's, right. Yeah. Right now you would call the cops on that guy. But exactly. But people look back on that as a romantic story. But it's like. Yeah, you basically willed your grandmother into submission. To (laughs) it's scary when you think about. Well, most
1: of us probably been. Well, most of us have literally, would not have been here without you know rape or incest or. I mean, it's it's fucking scary. I know. And you wonder why the world's so messed up. Well, this is like all the sins of the past are upon us. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, I hate to get all bleak there, but but it's very true. I mean, but there are a lot – I do hear a lot of those stories. It's like, you know, I, I, I worked with your grandmother, and, you know, every day I, I would I would buy her a Hershey's kiss. And then, you know, she kept saying, no, I don't like you. And then one day she just kind of gave in and said, yeah, let's get married. Yeah. And then you're uh, like, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of creepy. Grandpa, thanks. Um <laughs>
1: It kind of reminds me of this uh, joke that Jon Stewart, you know, from the Daily Show, once said, where he was talking about like how like you know like his his grandfather never really you know spoke that much or whatever. So like whenever you know they'd be like having like family dinners or whatever, and he wanted to say something, like you know, everyone would like get really quiet, you know, because you know they think he's gonna like you know tell some. Profound story or whatever, he'd just be like, you, "You know, the Chinese are really sneaky." It's like, "Oh God!" Like, no. Like, <laughs> it's like, okay. Oh, no. Grandpa, you're so cute. Wait, you <laughs> like, "Yeah," like, okay, let's let's uh, let's go back to, so, you know, yeah.
0: Uh, That's why Grandpa stays quiet all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like Anyway, anyway, yeah. So. Good, good movie, though. Good movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's good for what it is, but there really isn't a lot of character development on a lot of these yeah. characters. I mean, because, like, basically, all, most of the characters are pretty one-note. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just my, you know, honest opinion. I mean, I love the movie, but it's just, you know, it, it's a movie of its time.
1: Definitely. I mean, Preston's kind of a one-note character, even though he's the main one. Um, you got the... You know you got the stereotypical you know white guy who quote thinks he's black which in of itself is kind of racist because you're assuming that all black people talk the way that he's imitating you know so it's like yeah <laughs> and it's like wait what are you saying then because that's kind of whatever and then uh, <laughs> and then you got him and his his two buddies who are just like so obnoxious about it like uh, at one point, though, they do drop the end the bomb and then, like, the black people chase him away, so that was nice. Yeah, at know.
0: least they had that. Yeah, at least they had that. Uh,
1: well, they, they didn't do the hard R, but it doesn't really matter. Still. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, it doesn't matter, really.
0: At least they had a commentary not, on it, sort of.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Um, they, The record scratched, that whole thing, you know, like, yeah.
0: <clears throat> then you have your stereotypical nerds.
1: Yeah. Okay
0: you know they 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 love their star trek and their star wars which is funny much, but, which is funny because now everybody loves star trek and star wars but anyways we'll just like
1: <laughs> well that's it's that's the big bane fact this was pre big bane and it was pretty much that's that's what that show was was those three guys
0: <laughs> <was> basically like, <laughs> and it's just Oh God, I hate that show. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> screw you for making me think of it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, the, but it, it's, it, they um, you know, like even in the credits, like they, they obviously know that they're doing stereotypical people because people are named things like X File Guy One. <laughs> X-File Guy 2, Girlfriend 1, Girlfriend 2, Girlfriend 3, Jock 1, Jock 2, you know, things like that. It's like, there's a, I mean, there's even a character in the credits named Ready to Have Sex Girl. (laughs) And then the other one is Ready to Have Sex Girl's Friend. (laughs)
1: No, <clears throat> well, that's kinda cool. Self a little bit of self awareness. Yeah. I didn't get I didn't catch that. I mean I did catch the X Files <laughs> thing, but I thought that was because that's that's like what they were mainly were talking about was well, yeah. the X Files. Yeah, it's when just, they it's, were
0: it's just funny. I'm I'm just reading the credits here right now on Wikipedia and it's just that's what they are. It's like
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good old X Files. I missed that show. That was really popular during that time.
0: Yeah. That was right before it went off the air. I mean, like a couple of years or so before it did. Yep. I mean, there was even the line at one point where he's where where the, the two nerdy guys say to, um, to Charlie William. yeah, William, his yeah. character, uh, yeah. um, that that you know you kind of look like David Duchovny in this light.
1: <laughs> yeah, he just kind of like he's like so like uh, he feels so like heartworn by that. Just yeah. he's like oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good character. That's a good character, though. He's kind of a one-note character, but he's a little bit more in-depth, a little bit, though. He at least
0: has some development in there because he, you know, even yeah. though even though it's kind of giving you the message that to be cool, you got to drink. Exactly.
1: Yeah, the more I think of this movie, oh. Matt, I mean, I love it, but I'm just <laughs> Oh, that's what we do. We're picking it apart, but that's what we mm-hmm. do. I mean, we're not... I mean, anyone could just read Wikipedia and read a description. That's you know. Yeah. Uh, here we get the the colorful commentary from Mike and Matt. So. Yes. Who are they again? I don't know some some guys. Oh, okay. When <clears throat> when when do they start speaking? They start speaking um, when the group of Italian businessmen offered to sell them half an emerald mine. Oh, sorry, that's that's a different podcast. Uh, oh, okay. Behind the Bastards, yo. And it was, I was um... listening. To... Yeah. <laughs> that, I, I want to make sure that I was that was from Behind the Bastards. I don't want to take credit for her yes. for that.
0: <clears throat> Robert Evans, you're our hero. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <laughs> no. Um, the uh, so yeah. I mean, basically, I mean, I don't think we have to like go through the plot of this movie because it's kind of. <clears throat> Like we do normally, you know, because if you've seen I mean, the movie, we, you kind of do. But we,
1: you know, you already we, know it. We can just take about thirty seconds. Basically, Preston, you know, he 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 was late for school one day, and then that was the day that she came to school for the first time. She like transferred from like a different school or whatever, and he he thinks it's like a sign from God or whatever because he was never late to school before or after. And they were both eating the same Pop Tart, the same flavor, and somehow he thought that that meant like they were fated to to be together, and it never which, happened because which was
0: like I think a strawberry frosted Pop Tart, which is like probably the most popular flavor.
1: <laughs> exactly. It'd be one thing if it was like the really shitty like um, cinnamon or yeah know, or some, something some like Some weird that. one yeah but. <laughs> brown sugar kind, like the worst possible kind well, like, e- even those you know. sell
0: well Um, the uh, people uh, like those for some reason I don't but um, I mean yeah, I only I like I only like, like strawberry and chocolate but yeah the uh, but I mean like it, it would be like if they got one of these like you know weird uh, limited edition flavors or something but no they were both eating <laughs> probably the <laughs> most
1: popular pop tart in the world right Yeah, strawberry frosted. Yeah, Yeah. both. um, You know, both, both frosted and strawberry. And then (laughs) he—he was the teacher. You know, asks if anyone would like to volunteer. You know, to basically give her like a tour of the school. And he was gonna raise his hand, but then Mike Dexter, like the big jock, he gets to it first. So there you go. It's the whole plot of all the jocks always get the girls before the nerds. Ah, you know, type of thing. And yeah and they they dated for all high school but then he broke up with her right before graduation because he wants to he wants to be single while he's in college so he can sleep her with any woman that he, he wants to basically and, um, and then Preston's idea is that he's gonna hand deliver a fucking letter that he's been revising since freshman year in high school which again is really creepy um, and yep. oh. <laughs> hopes that she'll read it and then she'll wanna like at least at the very least go on like one date with them or something like that because he because he is even though he is creepy he's still he's still genuinely a nice guy like he's he's not the nice guy that will like turn on you if you say no like he he is sincere he won't he won't like you know it shouldn't change personalities like you know I don't know, his character wasn't really well developed, so we don't know. <laughs> exactly. We don't know. <laughs> exactly. Maybe he would have. I don't know. There's would an I alternate
0: have. alternate timeline where where, you know, Jennifer Love Hewitt ends up in his trunk of his
1: car or something. I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It would be Yeah, the horror version of this movie. Hardly wait. That's guy just like, drone music in the background. Can't like, hardly wait. <laughs> And that would have worked because then that would have led right into I Know what You Did Last Summer, which she starred in the next summer and then Oh yeah, there you go. That be there'd be <laughs> a continuum right there. So I
0: wonder if there's anybody out there, like I think you could take clips from this movie and recut a trailer for it as a horror
1: movie. Oh, I'm sure you could. If- I mean they did it for Mrs. Outfire. <laughs> yeah,
0: if, if, I, I might do that sometime. But if anybody else wants to do that and share it with us, please do. Or if you know of anybody that's already done it, please share it with us. Right. I would love to see that. <laughs> That'd be yeah, awesome. Please. Yeah, please. <laughs> um, do you want to take a quick break here, Matt? And then uh, we'll talk more about the movie in a minute. Sure. Okay, we'll be right back, folks. Hi, folks. This is Michael E. the II from the podcast that you're listening to right now, along with... Manager Matthew Haas. You got promoted? Yes. Damn it. Okay, anyways, um, folks, uh, do you like the show Superstore? Well, we I don't know. I asked the folks and nobody's answering Because well, they're not here. Oh, but we love damn it. it. Yeah, we love it, though. Okay, folks, if you like it as much as we do, you're really going to like the Superstory podcast, which is a podcast where Matthew and I go... Uh, Episode by episode, and give our little opinions and thoughts on it. Uh, sometimes we have guests, sometimes we don't. Um, just depends on how we're feeling. Yeah. And uh, you know, so if you like this podcast and like our little crazy
1: banter, then you should definitely check this out. Or I might get sad, and when I get sad, it gets pretty sad. Yeah. So I can't deal with him when he's sad. Yeah. Uh, no one can really. So um,
0: yeah. So, so check out a uh, Super Story Podcast. Right here, where you get this podcast, Super Story Podcast. <laughs> and we are back, folks. Um, so, yeah, uh, basically, yeah, and then, I mean, the plot goes from there where uh, he's trying to, you know, trying to give her this letter. And then what else happens here, Matt? I'm trying to, I'm blanking. <clears throat> <laughs>
1: uh, <clears throat> no, you're good. A lot of stuff happens. A lot of filler stuff um. Well, I mean, there, there's a, there's a couple of B plots, but like you got like the, uh, you got um, oh, what's his name? I forgot his name. Uh, Jesse. Um, Seth Green's character. I forgot his name. Um, oh, uh, Scott Kenny, Kenny, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Ken- Kenny, Kenny Fisher. Yeah, Kenny Fisher. So he's 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 determined to to have sex um before college. So it's like it's kind of like a super bad thing, but it's just his his b-plot um and he's um you know he he he, he kind of thinks he's all at all that or he just pretends to think he is to impress people and um he's not having any luck and it's right when he's about to his buddies show up and he wants to pretend like he's just chilling out it's not not too desperate so you know they kind of they kind of you know bust his balls a little bit so then he just walks away from them and then he's kind of kind of sulking in his in a chair and then he overhears this this woman uh you know student talk about that she heard a rumor that her boyfriend um, cheated on her so she was she was gonna sleep with the next guy who even talked to her not not even hit on her so then he yeah, i believe he that was ready to him. have sex girl that was probably what yeah it was probably <laughs> who it was. ready to have i bet you that's what it was and um who, who, who it was yeah, not what it was. Wow, oh, okay. That's, that's yeah. That's it was. It was uh,
0: Nicole uh, Bilderback is the actress's name. Just wanna okay. Just want to give her, give her yeah, credit this... as a real name.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. as a real person with yeah. with a uh, heart. And yeah, exactly. And, uh, <laughs> so he, of course, for comedic effect, like you know, Chevy Chase falls off his chair right after she says that, and he, you know, jumps up and he's like trying to be all you know suave or whatever and impressive and. And you know she's like, you know, he, she's crying and stuff. And he's like, well, what, what can I do to stop you from crying? You're too beautiful to cry, all that kind of bullshit. So she's like, can you meet me by the pool house? And he's like, sure. But he wants to go to the bathroom to like make sure because he's got this whole like pleasure chest in his backpack that he's got like candles and you know and all this kind of stuff. So he wants to like you know basically like prepare. And <laughs> right, right after he leaves, she just goes. He'll, he'll do you know to her friend
0: <laughs> then he's yeah he's trying to get basically and here's the the where the the b plot comes in is where he was he's trying to go to the bathroom before this happens and prepare himself and he uh ends up going to the upstairs bathroom after being allowed to by the host of the party and uh mm-hmm. then he, he's in there and then at some point uh Lauren Ambrose's character of um, why do I keep forgetting the character's name? Um well, uh, Denise. Denise, Denise uh, runs in there and then shuts the door behind her and the, the the door handle breaks off. So then they're locked in there together. Yeah. And hilarity ensues.
1: It's it's the no. bottle episode part portion of the film. <laughs> uh, you know. They're they're yeah, they're stuck together. And, of course, we find out that they used to be friends when they were kids, so this this is like a conflict resolution type of, um, you know, aspect. Yeah. Probably the
0: most <clears throat> most character development in the whole film.
1: Yeah, it is, actually. I'm, I'm kind of making fun of it, but it's <laughs> like the only time <laughs> we actually hear anything, like, you know, emotional or just something that's, like, you know, of a personal nature. And you know, we find out that Kenny, you know, actually was kind of like a – Just a a nice kid, you know, when he was younger, he was, you know, he was, he had a good heart and stuff, but, you know, when they went to junior high, he wanted to be cool, so he kind of just ditched her, you know, because she was, like, smart and, you know, nerdy or whatever and didn't want to be associated with her.
0: And he was trying to be cool and really just became a... uh white guy trying to act like he was stereotypical black. Right. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> and that's what she calls him out on that and then he's like starts starts kind of reverting back to, you know, his his normal self or who he was, you know, before. <clears throat> Which you know, it's not easy, you know, because like when you you know, when a person like crafts a persona for themselves and they they do it long enough, that does Kind of become a part of them, even though it was like unnatural to begin with. Like now, no, oh, yeah, becomes natural, <laughs> you know. I mean, been... this
0: isn't my real voice, so I don't know what you're. You know, it's not. No, I've, I've crafted this voice over forty uh, some years. It's uh, my my real voice is uh more uh more like this. My name is Mark, oh, okay. but I I had to change it because I th- this just sounds weird. More like...
1: <laughs> Sean Connery,
0: um, sure, <clears throat> sure, sure, oh, sure. M- money Penny, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, um, but no, I mean, I know how it isn't. I mean, it's kind of like one of that thing, that thing where, uh, you, uh, you either create a persona or like, if you if you are hanging out with somebody for a while, eventually you start to talk like them. Yeah, yeah, and then um, you know, so then you become that way, and then that's just who you are. <laughs> For a while exactly. like, until you get while. around other people and then you're like wait that's not me I'm talking <laughs> like that dude I was hanging out with this weekend you know that sort of thing but uh yeah <clears throat> I don't know but yeah they, they basically end up uh talking things out and then eventually um he drops his persona uh they both apologize for all the shit that they've done to each other over <clears> the years <throat> and uh Kind of end up getting it on.
1: Let's get it yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, yeah, very, very awkward. Which again, though, this you know is it's, sincere. It's it realistic. Is, it was. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was, it, was <laughs> it was very realistic. It was. It was. You know, it looked like you know, like oh, there's actually is some some kind of character development in this movie. Then it ends, and then they go back to you know um, William or whoever is getting drunk and. Uh, at, one, at one point, William becomes kind of like the life of the party because he is like a free spirit now because of all the alcohol he's drinking. And um, so uh, the the band that was going to be there, by the way, the band was hilarious. That's another um, B C plot or whatever. Um, they, yeah, they they, get, they never they break play. up before, <laughs> Yeah, they never they break up before they even play because of creative differences. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: Yeah, you have uh, Donald Faison and um, um, Breckin Meyer are in that band. Yeah, yeah. Breckin Meyer, who is married to one of the uh, one of the screenwriter and co-directors of this film.
1: Awesome. Yeah. And also uh, a '90s actor from that era. You yeah. know, You saw him in a lot of stuff during that time. Um, yeah. Rat Race, but well, that was kind of later. But yeah.
0: And um. Yeah, both both uh both Breck and Meyer and uh Donald Faison
1: were in clueless. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um as was um shoot, uh, No, no, never mind. I was I was I, I thought um I thought the woman from <coughs> Mom was <coughs> in um clueless, but I don't think she was. No. Okay. And she's not in this <coughs> either she is what the like the rich the rich lady from mom is in this movie like the blonde woman who's like um she's like she's sober she's Oh yeah the, her
0: I gotcha yeah, yeah I thought I thought you meant the main actress. I thought you meant Anna. No you probably listed girlfriend 2 or girlfriend 3 or yeah, whatever she was. Uh, yeah Jamie, Jamie Presley. Who, there you go uh, who, Jamie Presley. Who was also on uh my name's Earl for years and stuff. Yeah. Yeah
1: yeah. Uh Joe Dirt can't forget that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah you can you can yeah. I have I actually like that movie I like the first one not the second one I couldn't even watch all the second one it was too terrible I, I never even
0: started the second one Um, it, it
1: was bad I couldn't get past like 15 minutes of this
0: maybe we should cover it for the podcast sometime so maybe uh, we should
1: <laughs> yeah
0: if you'd like us to please uh message us and let us know yeah if you want to just so, message well, us at all Because I'm, I, I'm lonely um, Just message me <laughs> just, just send them messages Hey I message you all the time <laughs> I know you do I'm just saying You know Come on fans Message me I'll send it off to Matt too You know
1: Just, just message me It's Mike at com. You know just Yeah we'll do a Like a CC conversation You know Like we'll yeah. just uh, Yeah <clears throat> just, You know
0: we'll, we'll We'll talk to you Yeah You know World figured out. The world's a lonely place, Matt. It is. It is so lonely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, um <laughs> So so uh yeah, um yeah, William at one point gets up on, on the stage then and he starts singing uh um Welcome <clears throat> to the Jungle.
1: No, Paradise
0: City. Oh Paradise City, that's right. Why am I thinking Welcome to the Jungle? Yeah, anyways, I mean, it's the same band. They're both, but yeah. They're both heads. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was, he was sing, singing Paradise City by GNR. <clears throat> Guns and Roses for the uninformed. Um, you know, <laughs> just letting you know. Um. The... Uh, so, yeah, the... Yeah, so that's basically what happens there? And then, uh, <laughs> he gets up there. He, yeah.
1: He makes out with a, like two or three women at once, I think. Cause they all, for some reason, they didn't really quite explain why, well, they did later on because they were like measuring his, his, uh, genitalia area from his pant outline. But that was even before that they were like, they didn't really explain like, why were they, suddenly obsessed with this guy that was whatever. Okay. I don't think they thought that one through, but whatever. And, uh, (laughs) no,
0: there's, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it's just, uh, I don't know. It was interesting, but, uh, (laughs) I don't know what I'm saying, but anyways, yeah, they, 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 so, so that, and then eventually he ends up, uh, Kind of befriending that night, um, Mike Dexter. Who he, he had <coughs> well, gone. Oh, yeah, he, he had gone to the party with his nerdy friends, and they were waiting for him up on top of the pool house to attack Mike Dexter and then um, take Polaroids of him with one of his friends naked after they chloroform, well, kind of chloroformed a, him. Yes.
1: Kind of a, a homophobic type of undertone of, you know. Yes. Like, you know, oh, we'll get a picture with a guy. <laughs> get it? Like, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Ninety-eight. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, and oh yeah, um, back to the um, when they were singing, something I noticed when when not when when uh when William was singing, there's a there's a line that he's he's singing along with the song. It co- it's from the song. It goes, "Captain America has been torn apart." Now he's a court gesture with a broken heart. Um, right when that happens, they cut to the girls that are, like, obsessed with him in the crowd. The one girl is wearing a Captain America shirt. <laughs> wow. Like, it's a shirt with the shield on it. Oh, okay. I don't know if that was intentional, but I just noticed it, and I thought it was interesting.
1: Probably. It could have been or it could have not been either. Yeah. It depends.
0: Just a coincidence. <clears throat> and it might not even be a Captain America shield, but it looks just like the shield. It's the star yeah. with star with the circles around it and everything. Yeah. <laughs> so only a nerd like me would notice that. But um <laughs> so yeah, um Yeah, but anyways, it ends up being that uh William and Mike both get chloroformed by the guys <laughs> and uh the Polaroid's taken of them and then they realize, wait, that's our friend. Right. And this like, this, oh, this is after the party's been broken up by cops.
1: Yeah, of course, the obligatory cop scene. You know,
0: because every party that you have in high school gets broken up by cops.
1: Yeah, exactly. They're like, "We got to break up all these house parties. We got a long, we got a long night ahead of us."
0: Every party, every party. It's
1: a lot of parties. It's a lot.
0: good times man i mean i remember all those parties i went to in high school wait i can't lie i didn't well, go to a lot of parties in high school they were just like, <laughs> they were
1: mostly cast parties for plays i was in um I, I probably went to like maybe one i wouldn't even call it a party it was more of a get together it wasn't so much of a yeah. party
0: <laughs> yeah but all those cast parties i went to you know the cops never came um no. <laughs> no. Especially since most of the cast parties I went to the parents were there and they're just we were just hanging out in their basements and stuff and <laughs> nothing, you know. <laughs> nothing going on. Um you kids yeah. We we're just hanging out in the basement, you know, drinking orange soda. It was nothing, you know. <laughs> so, you know, just the way it goes.
1: <laughs> That's right the way it goes
0: so um no i did that <laughs> just the way it goes um go. so yeah if you'd like to buy the soundtrack to our show <laughs> give us yeah, money man. give us money to record it <laughs> um anyways yeah, um, do it. <laughs> <laughs> go to our patreon um the uh <laughs> so the uh the number. Um, I mean, the, the the next thing that happens basically is um, Party's over. It's the next morning. I didn't miss anything else, did I? I mean, besides that, I mean, there was a there was a run through well, joke with Melissa Joan Hart trying to get everybody to sign her yearbook, but um,
1: that was. But also, too, um, we're we're forgetting a few things. Um, for one thing, uh, he, he, um, okay, so Preston. He's going to, um, you know, give Amanda the letter, right? But right at the moment he was going to give it to her, Amanda's cousin, like, forces himself upon her and kisses her, but he thinks that she's making out with this guy. And so then he, like, leaves the party, and then he's going to go, and he's listening to the radio, and uh, it says, like, it's uh, Barry Manilow's birthday, and that's why, you know, they're, they're playing the song all the time, so oh, he kind of feels... Yeah. Sad that it wasn't like a sign from God. I'm like, really? What you really thought was a sign from God? But anyway, so, um, but then the DJ's like, Didn't you know that's how God works? Yeah. Well, apparently. God actually. God owns all the airwaves. (laughs) Actually, is that a song? Is that a song lyric or not? No, but it should be. Oh, okay. I was going to say, that actually sounds like a good song lyric. (laughs) But, (laughs) um, but anyway, um, that reminds me though, there actually is a, um, a quasi spiritual, you, you might, you, cause I know you like to research cults and stuff. You might, you might like this It's a group called Ekin car, E C um, K E N K A R or something like that. I forgot how to spell it. And um, it was, it was like popular in the seventies or whatever and okay. stuff. They're not, they're not really big now, but like, one of their things was like, like, told like its members to kind of like, like basically to kind of see every every type of coincidence as though it was like some like metaphysical sign. So like, like if you heard like the same song on the radio two days in a row that like meant something, like you know, or like the the moment you turn on the radio and that particular song lyric, you know, like all this kind of stuff like that. So like, huh, you know that's kind of what he was doing he was basically practicing this why am i i'm like getting too obscure here in this podcast uh it's, a, it's okay but, matt it's all right um i mean we're talking about can't hardly wait i'm talking about fucking Ekin car uh, it's the it's a natural but anyway it is for me
0: <laughs> for how any, anytime worked. anytime you talk about a 90s movie you end up talking about a, a, a random cult Cause like yeah, you know, you know, right. yeah. every time I, I talk, mean, every time I talk about, you know, clerks, somehow I end up talking about the source family. I mean, it's just this weird thing. Right. That it's- <laughs> As
1: one does. You know? Yeah. Wait, what? Uh, what? I really need to buy the Emerald mine though. I got to get rich so I yeah. can just study holds.
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah, the, um, the whole, uh, I don't know, like, basically, though, he, he has this letter, you know, obviously. He ends up throwing it away after she after he sees her being molested by her cousin in a teen comedy.
1: <laughs> Through marriage, marriage. Still. <laughs> I know. That's what he said. Oh, God, you're not going to tell my parents about this, are you? <laughs> like, well, yeah, maybe. Uh.
0: Ugh. <coughs> Yeah, so so then he, he ends up throwing the throwing the letter away in the trash out front <clears throat> um, there was that um, Melissa Joan Hart's characters yearbook got thrown away so she went out into the trash to look for the yearbook ends up training on fate <laughs> by doing this the the letter <laughs> falls out of the trash somebody has gum on their shoe and it sticks to that and then it gets stuck to a beer keg and then <clears throat> eventually it lands into a snack bowl in front of Amanda, Jennifer uh-huh. Love Hewitt's character.
1: Like it does, you know. Like, like it does. Yep. And uh, the soundtrack to that too, they're playing Smash Mouth um, uh, Walking on the Sun, or not walking. Um, yeah, is that what that's called? Walking on the Sun? Maybe I don't. My, remember. I don't remember my, part. <laughs> yeah, it's the part. Yeah, that's the the, in, the instrumental, not not, not oh, the lyrics, okay. gotcha. The instrumental. And it's just kind of. I like that though because that that music really fits with like that whole that whole scene. I, I thought that was really cool. Uh, seeing the letter getting getting um getting back to Amanda, she's just sitting there, you know, doing her thing, pouting with her arms crossed because the director is like, "All right, we're just gonna let you." be seen and not heard in this movie so, you know, <laughs> that's what we're paying you for, so, it's you know, it's Hollywood for you, it's, you know <laughs> And we're gonna
0: put you as the main character on the poster Um Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly <clears throat> So, yeah, they, uh Yeah, so, so eventually she finds that letter and then is going to look for Preston And asks around everybody if they
1: know who Preston is
0: talks to a couple of uh stoned
1: guys <laughs> a young Jason Seagull before freaks and geeks and before you know <clears throat> yeah maybe
0: right around the same time as freaks and geeks cuz that was right around right around there yeah um yeah and uh it's also after uh, SLC punk i think or right before it, right around the same time. Anyways, yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And they're uh, they're basically talking about, you know, they, he's a he's a guy with hair kinda tall, <laughs> who's kind of tall, who sometimes wears t-shirts.
1: <laughs> I love that that scene.
2: It's
1: like he's like you know he's kind of kind of tall, you know. Like she's like all right, so he's. Kind of tall, he's sort of tall? Is it kind of. <laughs> you know? like, like he has to correct her. Like, no, not sort of. He's kind of tall Come on, you gotta understand. You want these uh, hothead conversations? <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, that. So, so she goes looking for him, and then uh, while she's looking for him, Mike tries to get back together with her after having a conversation with uh, Jerry O'Connell <laughs> in a cameo role.
1: Yep, Sliders fame And as well as, you know, a bunch of other cool shit Stand By Me um, Yeah um, Scream 2? Yeah Or was it Scream 3? No, I forgot which one, was it Scream 3? He was in 2, I think It was 2, okay,
0: yeah, yeah And then, uh bunch of- And then, uh, also, you know, he was in Jerry Maguire You know, different things Right Married to Rebecca Romaine. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's cool. Formerly Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Oh,
1: that that one. Yeah.
0: So he he uh you know <clears throat> he stole a girl from John Stamos. Not too many wow. guys can say so, that.
1: Say that. <laughs> I, I like I like it when you I like it when you mention when I, when a guy is married to a famous woman. You know, because usually it's the other way around. We're like, oh, she's married to.
2: Yeah, you know, so and so like mm-hmm.
1: like that's her whole identity. You you flip, see, man, like just like the the, the Spider movie, like you're like a you're like a proto feminist man, and you flip it on its head. Like, no, he's married to Rebecca, to husband. So, yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> who
0: who people know from the X Men movies and uh, and um, Star Trek Discovery and uh, the Librarians and other things. She's.
1: Librarians, yeah. Yes. I still got. I gotta check that show out. Never seen it. It's good. I or need to. I need
0: to, I need to finish it. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Anyways, uh, so, yeah. And that was one of the other cameos, though. Though, is Jerry O'Connell.
1: Um, he plays like this washed up, like um, football star or whatever, this popular guy who who's a freshman in college. Did, he did the same thing that um, Mike Dexter did. He broke up with his girlfriend because he wanted to be free or whatever and he's basically like the cautionary tales like this is what happens you know
0: <laughs> yeah because because that's how it happens wait
1: yep <laughs> that's the other thing too so like if you you know if, if, if you don't have a girlfriend then your life is just completely shit which again that's kind of like a stereotype because then that kind of like on the one hand that kind of makes men like look like really sloppy but like in a really weird insidious way it also kind of still puts women in in, like the role of caretaker like oh well they'll fall apart without me so I need to drop everything to you know take care of this guy or whatever like
0: interesting uh, little tidbit though Uh, Jerry O'Connell is younger than Peter Facinelli oh
2: really
0: wow it's like a a year but still (laughs) Well, they probably made him
1: look, like, drunk and just kind of unkempt. and Yeah, yeah you know, well, they, like... well they,
0: they were all, uh, you know, everybody was, like, in their 20s back then anyways, playing teenagers, so. Right, There's exactly. Not a single
1: teenager in this movie, I'm sure. So, um... The only one that looked like it could have been a teenager was Jennifer Love. who he would, I don't think she was either at that time. Probably not. Probably not. She was... <laughs> it was 98. Was yeah. that her
0: first movie? No, she's, she was in a, she, she has been acting since she was like child, I think.
1: Oh, okay. She was,
0: yeah, no, she started back in 89 on the TV series Kids Incorporated on Disney Channel. <laughs> okay. And then she was in, you know, like Party of Five and, uh, yeah. She, oh, okay. Yeah, she she's done a lot. I mean, her first movie was Dance Workout with Barbie. in 1992 wow then she was in a movie called Munchie Munchie yeah then in 93 she was in Sister Act 2 she was in the movie House Arrest we gotta watch that for the podcast you ever seen the movie House House Arrest?
1: Arrest wait she was in House Arrest wait yeah Um, shoot, what what is that movie about? That sounds familiar. What is that? It's
0: about, it's a movie where basically, uh, these kids kidnap their parents. Yeah, yeah, (coughs) I remember that movie. Yeah, and it it takes place in Defiance, Ohio.
1: Um. I can imagine that town sucks. (laughs) 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 But it's (laughs) it's, it's also, it's also
0: a term, you know, basically, I think it's a play on the fact that it's. Defiance.
1: Defiance. Yeah. Right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be. I've I just driven through there a few times. There's like nothing. There's yeah. Like there's like a, there's a, some fast food restaurants and. You know, like, yeah, and, and I know what you did kind of last summer was the same year as this movie though too. Anyways. Oh, okay. Yeah. They do have a uh, Captain D's though fish place, so that that's cool because they don't have Captain D's here anymore in Toledo. That pissed me off. So if you want Captain D's, you can go to Defiance if you live like in the Ohio you know, northwest area. Take about an hour to get there, but you can get yourself some, some Cat and so there's that. <laughs> Sorry. Or you could just eat something
0: else. Anyways, um <laughs> I'm so positive. Anyways, um <laughs> I don't like seafood. So um <laughs> the, the um anyways, uh back to the movie. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there is no Captain D's in the movie either
1: so no I'm not interested.
0: there's a restaurant but it's kind of like a big boy knockoff called Johnny's or something like that so um
1: yeah that's where they hang out after, you know the mm-hmm. the next morning
0: so basically anyways that that letter ends up getting to uh oh oh oh, oh yeah wait um Peter Facinelli's character, Mike Dexter, tries to get back together with uh, Julia, um, with uh, with uh, with Jennifer Love Hewitts. I almost said Julia Louis Dreyfus. That's different.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they're different people. Amanda.
0: They're different people. Yeah. Right. No. <laughs> yeah. They're,
1: they're very much different people. <laughs> <laughs> they both the have ones, like, three 20, names. 20, but...
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but Jennifer Love Hewitt's character, and he tries to get back together with her. And uh, she basically just tells him off in front of everybody. And then, you know, a very insensitive thing, which I had to rewind to make sure I heard, some random girl in the crowd yells out, fag.
1: Yeah, everyone cheers and laughs at that. It's like, ah, ha, ha, he's gay because yeah, he tried it's... to get back with this girlfriend and she said no so that makes him gay that's how it works huh? that's how it works like i like I, I didn't understand the logic of that that's... in that i mean it's still a bad word no matter what but i just don't even understand like i don't get it like you know? <laughs> well well it's like uh
0: i think it was um Kumail nanjiani was talking about like when he was in high school he had like a uh backpack that was kind of pink but uh, so because he had this pinkish backpack, everybody called him gay. Okay, and and his response was, "It's not pink; it's salmon." And somehow that made <laughs> him more gay. Um,
1: right. In their in their eyes, because <laughs> he
0: knows <laughs> the exact uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But that's just the way kids are. They just yeah, you know, they are. <laughs> I mean, I had blonde, blonde, natural blonde highlights in my hair, and kids in grade school called me fogy. Like old fogey, because they thought it was gray hair. <laughs> this is when I was in like the seventh grade or sixth grade or something, you know. So it's just how kids are. I'm not bitter about that at all. <laughs>
1: wow. It's okay. It's
2: okay. <laughs> it's fine it's They call cool. me old fogey, man.
1: That's such a weird... Like, I that's know. That's like what an old fogey would do, would call someone a fogey. Like, yeah, know? that's what they
0: called me. They would just call me fogey. And I'd just be like, that's, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck
1: are you talking... I, I had people that would tell me weird shit, too. <clears throat> I don't even remember half of it anymore, but it was, I'm like, where do you guys come up with this stuff? <laughs> like, I don't get it. But, uh, yeah, so they call him the F word, then they all laugh. But also, too, we're forgetting when... When um, Preston, he, he's gonna go try to call um, Barry Manilow on the, uh, from the DJ, from the radio station because he wants to ask him what the meaning of Mandy is because Denise told him it was about his dog.
0: Yeah, and he has so a make... random, random encounter with uh, an angel.
1: Yeah. Uh, played by um, uh, shit, what's her name? Um, Jenna Elfman. There you go, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. from Darwin and Greg at that time and uh around that time.
0: Yes. <clears throat> who is who, who is only uh a couple years older than Peter Facinelli? I just right. I just had to point that out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it, it looked like it. Yeah. yeah, she's a she's a dancer. You know, he calls her a stripper, she corrects him and says that she's a dancer. And uh and, Of course, you know again it's late '90s, but I, I didn't. I, I do notice this shit now as I watch older movies of like, like, like what character is centered and like whose whose needs are centered more than others type of thing. So like, and you know that just just could be just me just getting older and growing up a little bit. But like, so like you know she had a really bad night at the club. I mean like, yeah, forty men were groping groping her, grabbing her <laughs> butt. Which again, you know, just because you're at a strip club doesn't mean that you can just do whatever you want. There there are rules. And uh, you know, they just decided that there there weren't any rules, you know, when it came to her. <clears throat> so she just wanted to go home but her car broke down. And and he's he's making the whole thing about himself and then, you know, she says one little thing about you know, that kind of, you know, upsets him, and then he like, you know, becomes all sad like oh uh, you're right i am a total loser and then she then has to like you know basically like you know secure him you know it's like objectively she's got the worst you know night going on yeah
0: but but i mean in in all fairness the movie's about him i'm not trying to i'm not trying to downplay a woman's plight because i honestly think that that's important but what i'm saying is maybe she's having her own little movie somewhere yeah true <laughs> and this is just a yeah, side like scene in her one. movie <laughs> yeah yeah side scene
1: exactly yeah, yeah yeah
0: I don't know but but anyways uh, she basically tells him you know sets him straight about love and stuff like that and tells him to go out and get Barry Manilow
1: and um <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I love that part
1: you go call Barry Manilow and tell him how you feel
0: <laughs> yeah cause she had a crush on Scott Bayo.
1: yeah which is unfortunate um for how he turned out to be, <laughs> yeah, Kevin Spacey, Scott Baio. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure Kevin Spacey's worse
0: than. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say that too. Just because Scott Baio likes Trump doesn't mean he's a. He's he's he, worse. He's than not a, a pedophile. Friend. He's not a. He's not an accused pedophile like uh Kevin Spacey. Right. So I'm just gonna Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. want to make that clear. <laughs> I'm not. Suck, but yeah, I'm but, not gonna <laughs> say anything. I don't think. I don't, but, but actually, no, wait, he did get accused what? of, yeah, anyways, so,
1: oh, he did, oh, I didn't know that, oh, okay. yeah, he, oh, he, yeah, you're
0: right, he did get accused of some stuff when he was on Charles in Charge, oh, shit, from when he was, yeah, by uh, Nicole Eggert, so, anyways, um, <laughs> All right, well, well, fuck you, Scott, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, wow. so, um, yeah, and these are all accusations, people. I'm not saying any of this is true about either Kevin right. or, or Scott. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, the um, – but, but anyways, uh, basically, he just – he ends up letting it go basically in the end because he comes back to the party and tries to tell her how he feels because she's looking for Preston. But at this point, every guy at the party is trying to sleep with her. Right. Because that's what you do right after somebody breaks up with their boyfriend.
1: Well, of course, if it's Amanda Becker, of course. Apparently, well, yeah.
0: Um, somehow, well, it is Jennifer Love Hewitt in the '90s. She was like one of my first crushes. Anyways, um, not first, probably one of my major crushes in high school. But uh, the um, <laughs> but yeah, <clears throat> but she has such a great personality, and um, in the movie, in this movie, yeah, this movie, <laughs> um. <clears throat> So, basically, we've got, um, him telling that, and then, uh, he tells her, and then she basically just tells him off, because everybody else has been trying to get with her, too, so. Right. Then we we fast-forward a little bit, uh, um, Kenny and Denise had sex, um, Denise is coming to say goodbye to, uh. Preston in the morning at the, uh, restaurant. They say goodnight, um, give me goodbye and everything, and he makes fun of her for getting with, uh, Hmm. Kenny. Hmm. Uh, he leaves to go to the go to the bus station because he's gonna head off to, uh, go somewhere to meet Kurt Vonnegut. And, uh, then, uh, Amanda Becker meets him at the bus station. And, uh, they, they kiss and they get together. And everything <clears throat> is happily ever after and the two nerds get, um, beamed up into space. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, somehow. And then, like, it happens in these movies.
1: Yeah, this weird bond water, it happens at the, well, at least they mentioned UFOs at one point in that movie. To To make sense of it Well I guess they did X-Files I guess that kind of was a yeah. You know whatever a Precursor or something but
0: <clears throat> yeah. Anyways uh, let's take our second break here Matt It's getting really late in the show And then we'll come oh, back sure. We'll come back with a little bit of trivia And then we can uh, wrap things up Cool. Hey, folks. This is a uh, Michael E. Cullen II um, from the podcast that you're listening to right now, along with Matthew Haas. We just wanted to tell you about our great, great podcast Super. called Super. It's called All Too Real. And on that show, what what do we do, Matt?
1: We we watch biopics and then we talk about whether or not the movie matched up with the real story or
0: not. So we it's a lot we, more
1: exciting than that though. Yeah. So,
0: mean, so 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 we. We analyze the real story and the real story. Get it? Get it? Real. Yeah, they're spelled differently, folks. You can guess which one I said which way. Uh Anyways, um, so uh, sometimes we have a guest, sometimes we don't. Um, But we uh, talk about great great movies like uh, Shattered Glass and The Social Network and – a uh, futile and stupid gesture, among others. Um, those are some of the ones that we've covered so far, and uh, we're going to cover a lot more. So uh, please uh, subscribe on Stitcher, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you uh, find your great, fun podcasts. And be sure to share it with your friends. Do it. Do it. Do it. And make sure you're not afraid to get all too, too real. real. Bye-bye. And we are back. Back. My name is Mike, as you know, and Matt's here too. Um, Ed. so, oh, this was actually okay. Here's some trivia about this movie that we can end things with here. This is actually the film debut of Jason Siegel. Oh, did not know that. Um, so it must have been bef- right before SLC Punk. Yeah, I'm assuming. Um, This was Charlie Cormos, who played Williams, first and last on-screen appearance since Hook in 1991. So, yeah. He was attending MIT when he was offered the role. I know he went on to, like, work, I think, in politics or something. Which guy? Charlie Corsmo, who played William. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Um, but yeah, he did go to MIT. Um, Melissa Joan Hart was filming Sabrina the Teenage Witch at the same time, so she had to uh, take the small part of Yearbook Girl. Um, she took B12 vitamins to stay energized during the all night shoots and admits that Jennifer Love Hewitt was skeptical when she offered them to her because she was convinced they were drugs (laughs) Um, Ethan Embry claims to barely remember filming this movie because he was so stoned the whole time (laughs) Um, as I said before Meyer is married to uh, Deborah Kaplan one of the uh, co-writer, co-directors of the film in real life. And he is also uncredited mm-hmm. in the movie. He doesn't get credit for some reason. Yeah. Um, the title is a reference to the song. Can't hardly wait by the seminal eighties rock band, the replacements. Mm. Um,
1: um, There's no songs from them in the movie though. Is there, are there <laughs> replacements? I think
0: they might have it at the credits. I'm not sure though. Um, oh, okay. At one point, there's a distance shot showing someone doing flips in the party's yard. That's actually Ethan uh, Embry. In addition to acting, he was an award-winning gymnast from a very young age. Oh wow. Adam Hannah Bird. Adam ha- Hannah Han, not Hannah. Adam Han Bird um, was originally cast as William, but after a couple of days of filming, was let go and replaced by Charlie Corzmo. Um, one hmm. shot of him is left in the film, but he is a uh, Carrying a ladder, and his face is not visible. This is the same actor. <laughs> I he saw was, that. What's that? I saw that guy. No, oh, did you? Yeah, his. Yeah, uh, carrying a. Yeah, his um, his most famous role was Little Man Tate, that actor. But yeah, I but hmm. guess didn't work out, so they replaced him. Um, hmm. The uh the fraternity on Trip McNeely that is a um, Jerry O'Connell's character's polo shirt, is a uh, Delta. Iota Kappa, which is dick. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, Yeah. Four of the cast members appeared on the television series Six Feet Under. Lauren Ambrose, who is one of the main actors on it, Freddie Rodriguez, Peter Facinelli, and Eric Mm. Um. Ethan Embry's character, Preston Myers, confesses to be a big fan of Kurt Vonnegut Jr. At the uh, end of the movie, um, uh, his yearbook quote is, uh, Beware of all enterprises that require new clothes by <laughs> Thoreau. Um, and this is also featured in the in Vonnegut's book, Welcome to the Monkey House. <laughs> stoner Guy talks to Watermelon Guy about Velma from Scooby-Doo <laughs> and says uh, she was a hip, hip lady. In the movie Dazed and Confused, the stoner Slater says the exact same thing about Martha Washington. Wow. <laughs> Um, at one point Denise says don't look back you should never look back this is a quote from Don Henley's song Boys of Summer which was released in 1984 (laughs) wow Um, the film takes place on Wednesday June 17th 1998 which is Barry Manilow's 55th birthday Uh, the um Ethan Embry has never seen the movie the whole way through and didn't even read the entire script. He only read the scenes his character appeared in. (laughs) The, um... Yeah, the, uh... William Lichter was supposed to take a shot of tequila, but to maintain the PG-13 rating, they had to digitally replace the tequila glass with a lemon in post-production. Weird. I gotta rewatch that movie and see if I can notice that. Um, yeah, this is this is actually the film debut of a Melissa Joan Hart as well. Um, yeah, um... Mar- uh Marisol Nichols appears in this movie and she had previously played uh, the sister to Ethan Embry in Vegas Vacation the year before. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I love Vegas Vacation. That's a good movie. Um, yeah. Um, Stoner Guy makes reference to Velma from Scooby-Doo being underappreciated and hot watermelon guy agrees with him. Jason Siegel was actually dating Linda Cardellini at the time, who would go on to play Velma in, in the Scooby-Doo movies. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah. The, um... Um, the film's... The film features Blink-182's song Damn It, and while watching this film, lead singer and bassist Mark Hoppus, or Hoppus, whatever it is, um, was also inspired to write um, to write the song Going Away to College.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> um, the, um... Jenna Elfman makes an uncredited cameo as the angel stripper who actually cites herself as a dancer. In real life, Elfman is a classically trained ballet dancer. (laughs) Um... The, uh... Um... While filming the final scene of the party meant that there was a chaotic destruction of the house, the directors uh, gave the go-ahead to completely trash the place. This involved the cast and crew pulling out drawers, dropping food all over the floor, messing up the carpets, and someone spray-painting this party sucked on the front door. This all happened in one hour.
2: <laughs>
0: um, yeah, um... Jennifer Love Hewitt gave Ethan Embry a teddy bear full of breath mints for their climactic kissing scene. He says every, <laughs> everyone on the set knew he uh, spent most of the time smoking pot in his trailer and she wasn't too keen on kissing Embry who described himself as a skunk-scented chimney. He said he gladly <laughs> wow. used the breath mints as, as they alleviated his cotton mouth. Wow.
1: That's hilarious.
0: Okay. Yeah, like I like how he was, like,
1: the actual stoner in real life, but he plays, like, a straight-laced, you know, type of dude.
0: Yeah, That's funny. He comes off like a stoner in real life, though, so it makes sense. (laughs) Oh, okay. When I've seen him interviewed. But anyways, that's neither her nor there. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so uh, final thoughts on this movie here, Matt?
1: I, I just think it's good. It's funny. It's a good, fun movie to watch, like, with by yourself or like with some buddies or whatever, uh, you know, you don't really have to think about it too much. It's not, it's not really a deep movie in any sense of the word. Um, it's just like, you know, just kind of like a slice of life story, kind of like bond water is, but uh, more mainstream. Uh, you know, it's, it's definitely not like
0: not like that movie. <laughs> but, yeah, I definitely, I mean, I, I like it. I think it's, it's, it's a good time capsule of its time. As opposed yeah. to a time capsule
1: of another time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wait, it's not, what? It's not, like that. It's, it's not like, you know, making sand castles in sand, you know? It's just like. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or, or like how water is very wet. And, um.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Wait.
0: <laughs> but, the, uh... um... <laughs> so, yeah, the, uh. Yeah, I mean, I, I highly recommend the movie. I think it was great. Um. um... One thing, um, you know, before we go, I've got, ai uh, I'm going to put some, uh, links. I got to find a couple. And I mean, I already have, but I'm, by the time you listen to this, um, ways that you can uh, help out people right now, I'm going to put them on a few of our recent episodes, uh, people, people out f- because of, uh, COVID-19 and, um, also ways that you could help out people, um, that are currently protesting the, uh, The inequality in this country right now, you know, through Black Lives Matter and things of that nature and ways to help, uh, you know, people through like the Innocence Project and things of that nature, because there's a lot of shit going on in this world. And I think that any way I can help, I, you know, I'll donate myself. But the thing is, is like if you need if you want to donate, please just check out the links and uh, do so. I mean if you don't trust us, research the whatever we share of yourself and if you don't want like those, just help out, you know, some kind of charity in any way you can, just because it's a good thing to do. Yeah. So anything else before we go, Matt?
1: Nope. Actually, maybe I'll play I'll play us out, maybe. Is that is that that's, good?
0: That's good with me.
1: Okay. So this is a tuning that my youngest niece did to my guitar when she she broke in and she took my guitar and she just started she's only three years old mind you and this is what it sounds like got some interesting progressive rock type of king crimson tuning here and i've been trying to write a song with it and it's um it's definitely uh definitely different it's not it's not for like mainstream ears but hopefully not too too um too grating on the ears so you need to name
0: it after your niece
1: i will so i'll just give this a little whirl and we'll and we'll see we'll see where it goes all right
0: Thank you, everybody. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.
1: Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E.
2: Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com.